Hi there, and welcome to episode 114 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, the man who can hold three competing thoughts in his head at the same time, as long as they're always, as long as they're always to hide from old big balloon face himself. I can't believe I read that out wrong. I ruined my own joke there. And as usual, I'm joined by the man who knows intellectually that murder is bad, but you know, Dr. Alex Connor. And of course, the only person whose voices in the head are all in absolute agreement, Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. I intellectually know my hellos are bad, but I'm I'm doing them anyway. See. <laughs> yeah, that's it. See, that's a hint, Sam. Of, of I what don't it, know what any. Well, I don't hopefully, know what's going on. hopefully after the psychoeducation, you will. But anyway, um, oh God, I've IED'd that, haven't I? Yeah. Why was there a joke? Well, no, I suppose, in a way, I just did it differently because that was a form of cognitive dissonance, but it, and it isn't a hello as well. It is just a boring sentence. So <laughs> basically, because I was looking at you and looking confused, I thought I'll explain it to you. And I didn't look at the script anyway. I don't care. Sam, hi. Hi, yeah. I like you both. ADHD first. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. How Amazing. are you? Um, yes. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Alex? Thanks. Alex. You? Oh. Sorry, how no, are you? No, 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 no. What, what? I don't know what you want me to do. This know. is so much fun. If you know if you don't know what's going on, being able to oh. wind Sam up by pretending there's things in the script she hasn't seen when they're not in fact there at all is much more fun than it sounds. It's amazing. It really is. Uh, Alex, how are you? Hi, uh, excellent. Thank you, James. Yeah, doing much, much better, thank you. The numbers guy sent us some graphs as well last week. Um, they, they seemed very excited by them, and one of them was blue. We don't know what any of it meant, but we do know that one of us, one of them sent us a letter. They did oh. not. They did. That's right, James. It's from a Robert from Kidderminster, in a way, sort of. It says, I didn't listen to your episode on nose and face picking last week because I actually watched it on Heaven YouTube or whatever. Now... <laughs> What I would say, though, is it's pretty obvious that James was lying about picking his face because no one would pick that face. (laughs) No, they wouldn't, Robert. A joke, an actual joke. (laughs) We've we've had a real letter. Can I read it out? No. That's right, James. It's from Gritty RSD, which is a brilliant name, on the old discards. And it says, ADHD Adult UK have been a literal lifeline for me and created a community where I can search for self-acceptance. Oh, welcome. Diagnosed at 49. This is how I describe my adult life to my psychiatrist. Never being a real adult. Feeling like I was on a never-ending emotional roller coaster of low self-worth and poor self-care. Oh, yeah. Even though I knew others struggled with life's roller coaster, it felt to me like they were strapped in and I was clinging to the outside alone, often falling off towards something terrible. The community ADHD Adult UK created the message of self-acceptance, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Winky face in case we got RSD, which I really respect. <laughs> the support that ADHD Adults UK and all their volunteers freely give in no Aww. small part helped save my life. And I just voted Aww. for the National Diversity Awards. Gritty RSD, thank you. We felt the same way. Mm-hmm. We always knew we were different. But we thought we were alone and we're not. Aww. We did, wasn't that lovely? Yeah. Mm. Internationally, James. It's a really yeah. good question. <laughs> I just hang on. Checking my Silence. name. Can you hear the scrumpling of fame? <laughs> We're up by one country to 159 countries. What are the chances? No, no. 
This week's country is almost certainly not Zimbabwe again, which has 16 official languages, and which James has deliberately picked one that's hard to use, and Debele, think it is. So, um, Salibonani and Sialamkela to our one listener in Zimbabwe who only listens as they really hope it will eventually turn into a woodpecker-based podcast as they've got a cardinal woodpecker in their back garden. Is that a type of woodpecker? James, I have to interrupt this. You've written that bit. Did you? Yeah. Be honest, did you Google the territorial yeah. speciation of woodpeckers? Yeah, That's a very specific and accurate Central African species, the cardinal It's literally, you have, it's quite small for woodpecker and they've got very defined head markings and they're only found. And are found, they in Zimbabwe? They are amongst like the Congo and Central Africa and they don't come here. They, you can tell by its jizz. Yeah, it is. And it's and it's they're only about 15 centimeters. Yeah. You did, didn't you? You googled Zimbabwean woodpeckers. Did you actually say you can tell by its jizz? I did, yeah. That's, That's the phrase that's the phrase birders use to describe. You know, when you look at a bird, you're like, oh, that's a red uh, uh, red kite. Uh, I was just yeah. translating from the German. Uh, and but you don't really know why you know. That's because you can see the jizz. Which is spelt the same as spunk, J I Z Z. And it means like the overall, you can tell by the overall sort of view. It just fitted in perfectly with Sam as ding when you say it ding. doesn't come here. And she said ding and you said because of its jizz. Yeah, I thought you were fun. carrying on the ding. But... Amazing. Just, a, just a bird, I think. A, a, may, zing. I am, li- I am like James Dean, aren't I? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ex- exactly. Anyway, as usual, this cat shit I forgot to clean up before mowing the lawn, which definitely didn't immediately shellack the blades of the lawn and most of Mrs. ADH. She had to clean it of a podcast. Is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week was about ADHD and affirms or body focused repetitive behaviours. And this week we're focusing on something which hopefully Mrs. ADHD is going to have a shared experience with most of you with, which is what's that? And that's cognitive dissonance and ADHD. As usual, the three parts include the Ringo star of evidence, Alex the psycho education monkey, Hello. telling us all about the topic, our personal reflections on the theme, and tips, tops, tapics, opening of Gabby's, whatever we're calling it. So, Alex, I'm planning to let you speak, despite knowing it's a bad idea. Is that cognitive dissonance? You're doing, still doing it, aren't you? I mean, yeah, yeah. pretty much. We can just go yeah. home after that. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I just want to do everything in a Ringo Starr voice now. Okay, we're mainly peace and love, peace and love. I will not sign any more. He's an absolute knobhead. Yeah. We, we'll cut that in post. I don't know what that means. Okay, right. We're doing an episode on this mainly because it was a good question on the Thursday episode from um, uh, Mr. Glenn, I think he was. Cognitive dissonance is, is just a human thing that we humans can do. There aren't many creatures that can, there are some. And it means holding two separate thoughts or actions that oppose each other at the same time. So, Sam, if you think something, but actually your belief system is another thing, or if you do something, but you're, you don't think it's right, but there's a dissonance there. It's like two sound waves that bounce against each other, the dissonance. And it's like a thought dissonance. So you think something, but your values say another. Right. And this is related to ADHD. How? James, have you added that early? Because you can literally see in the script that I talk <laughs> about ADHD from the beginning. Uh, no. 
<laughs> so, 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 James, people with ADHD may do some elements of this more than regular people. There ain't a lot of actual research. Obviously, there isn't because, you know, ADHD research. But if we have a look at the main types, because it is pretty obvious how ADHD will relate to this in a minute. Regardless of whether you've got ADHD, some psychologists, many probably think that if your thoughts or your actions or your behaviours aren't in line with your values or even like your other thoughts for how things should be, that is going to cause you stress and it's going to be unhealthy. That's a bit zen, really. Have you aligned your chakras yet, James? That's what we're doing. I, I aligned James's chakras once, but I got my head stuck. I've, I've got distracted. <laughs> so, for example, what I'm saying is if someone's action or behaviour is, let's just say they continue to give little talks, same time, they, they have particular values, such as they don't want to give shit talk. That's going to cause some stress, some dissonance and stress, mainly for the audience, but, you know, also for the person doing it. I think I preferred it when you were um, sad, Alex, and in a really bad place, to be honest. You were better at this in general. Like funnier. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to understand this. So what if you've got a job that goes against your values, but you have to do it? That's it. That's that's the question. It's a perfect question. There can be lots of reasons why our actions or thoughts don't agree with what we what we want, what we what we value, what we care about, and that's one of them. It's called forced compliance. It's very very common, not just ADHD, and it's massively reported as a high driver of dissatisfaction and stress. You know that thing of well, I was just doing my job. I had to do it. It's an excuse that doesn't work on your own subconscious. It might work externally, but it doesn't work on your own subconscious. So at least those people who lied to, about Boris Johnson supported him for a nasty, grubby little nighthood, they might face some angst late at night when it's dark and they've got some clarity, don't you think? Are you okay? <laughs> Just angry. Just angry about the honours list, James, again, like I am every time it comes out. Right. For ADHD, the other two key drivers of cognitive dissonance are doing something you know isn't quite right for you and probably more likely. that. So the first is making negative health choices or be, even being addicted to something. So substance use, eating issues, gambling, Tuesday, that is for you, James. <laughs> make jokes about that. They're not the target of the joke. They're the subject. James is very much the target. It's Absolutely. unlikely that many people particularly value the concept of smoking or, you know, gambling or candy crush saga or whatever it is, but they do it anyway. I guess, but most know that this isn't the right thing to do for them and do it anyway. Sometimes because of chemical addiction. When impulsiveness and high reward seeking is an actual neurological problem for you, of course, that's exacerbated. And then the other one, the second one, is that ADHD is, is it's an executive function. If you don't do the thing that you want to, you know, in ADHD, that's a fundamental, fundamental element. We can plan what we want to do, and we absolutely know what our priorities are, and we want to do them. People think we don't, but we do. We know that people tell us it's willpower, and we internalize that a bit, but it isn't. It's usually not a willpower issue. It's an executive function disorder. So there's, there's, that's when you do things that you maybe don't want to do, but there's also two competing thoughts. So the cognitive dissonance of two competing thoughts. And again, for ADHD, this is, this is wildly common. I'm lazy, but I objectively get a lot done. Mm. I'm stupid and I'm clever. ADHD sometimes feels like one big opposite and competing thought. 
as usual, you're kind of the, the king or the emperor of the miserable problem. But what what can people yeah. do about it? I suppose we'll do it in top tips. But before we get there, what's the evidence say, Al? Yeah, there's the rub, right? It's two things, but as you always say, you know what the first one is, emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. If you plan to not have ADHD, you're very much the, the panorama of your own mind. You're lying to yourself and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I've, ch I've checked that joke with our lawyer, but the problem is our lawyer's a stone with a face that James painted on it, so that might not be helpful. <laughs> so the difficult but obvious things are change the thoughts. Thoughts aren't real. That's that's easier said than done, of course, is it's really hard because we have issues around flexible cognition or changing our thoughts. So you might need a piece of paper somewhere reminding you what your values are, reminding you to question thoughts and beliefs. What? How do I know this is true? When I say I have to do this, what are the consequences of the have to? What does have to mean? Or change the actions. Again, particularly difficult for us, but one way to start doing this is to exist within your ADHD framework and start to know who you are and what that is rather than fight against it. So you said change your actions. How the fuck yeah. do you do that, though? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. You, that is it. You can, but it's hard. It needs practice and, and love, self-love. <laughs> can't imagine a ding in self-love. <laughs> Meta ding? Don't know. So it's a really great question, Sam. And, and, you know, that's what coaches are. That's what therapy is. That's what the meds help us with and, and practice. One way to start is to ask, what have you done in the past? What, what, what did you do in the past? Because this intent to do things and then not doing them is crippling we we know what we want to do and if we can't do them we couldn't do it in the past it's unlikely we'll be able to do it in the future and then beating ourselves up about that isn't helpful it's a neurological disorder and then ask okay i want to do this now or i have to do that and i've agreed i have to what is the one tiny small action or behavior that could kickstart the overall action and it, it's usually emotional so a feeling like i don't know who to call or could i want someone to do that for me who could do it so what's the tiniest first step this is this is how we procrastinate essentially what the hell what is going on will one of you I got, speak i got lost i know i know i know i know it feels like an eternity <laughs> to you but that was three seconds of silence not even three <laughs> i know i just i got lost and confused yeah, so it, i'm just gonna sh <laughs> but the I last like it thing I... shall i carry yeah. on go on yes yeah, go, on. go on it's amazing sam that that you probably less than two seconds i really want to measure afterwards feels like an eternity yeah. that is adhd it is people listen to this and we speak quick people listen to this on double speed yeah for exactly that reason <laughs> If the last one works, I said there, I said I'd do two things, but uh, three things, and I gave two. So, if the others don't work, try to change the perception of your action. What that means is, I've done I've done an action, and I'm feeling terrible about it. Can I forgive myself for that? So, what is the action I need to do, and can I forgive myself for doing it? If you value a tidy house, for example, my value is the tidy the tidy house. It's back to that thing of you will never have a tidy house because the term doesn't mean anything. It's not specific enough. So the perception of what tidying means, not to be tidier. We say it every time. So you say emptying every one bin could mean, <laughs> that, would, that literally is tidying your house, isn't it? So reframe the action as a win. 
that is in line with the value of having a tidier house. That's, that's it, really. That's what you can do. I know that's top tips. We'll do more later on. We, we will. We'll be tipping the tip later on. I think we're going to have to take a break because yeah, Sam's confused. I'm um, tired. And Alex is Alex. So we'll see you in part two for some personal reflection. See you then. Bye. Alex, hi. What's up? Welcome back to episode 114 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we're talking about cognitive dissonance and ADHD. In this part, we'll give our personal reflections on cognitive dissonance and ADHD. James. I love the yes. way you pronounced that. It was brilliant. On cognitive dissonance and ADHD. Um, yeah. So I, I like you, Sam. I think first. I know. I know what the phrase cognitive dissonance is because I use it when I try and be clever on on the on the internet. You know, on Twitter yeah. and that. But about people, you know, about people who've made political choices and statements. You know, politicians who say one thing and obviously do a very different thing. But applying it to myself, I, I struggled with it first when I really had to think about this. And the first thing that I thought was that I sometimes don't know the difference between a ge- like genuine cognitive dissonance, like believing one thing, but but thinking another thing about that thing that you believe and, and low self-esteem. Because obviously I, 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 I think I'm nothing, less than nothing of myself. And yeah, obviously... Um, you know, I do, you know, I do talks. Oh, you know, oh, your little talks, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. like talking about them, but obviously, doing a, a talk, and when loads of people, or at least six people, clap or laugh or come mm-hmm. and say thank you afterwards, I still obviously think that I'm shit and I'm useless and I'm not good at doing anything. Yeah, you are. And and in you know, and therefore, I used to and maybe still do to some extent kind of confuse a little bit that holding two thoughts just with having low self-esteem and and struggling to accept anything positive about myself that's where the biggest difference is between thoughts and reality and thoughts and and competing thoughts are for me is that if one of those thoughts involves a positive about me I will always have an opposing thought which will be no but that's not true because you shit so, so that for me, there was that at first while I was thinking about this, this grey area about that. But when you start to think about thoughts and actions in particular, I mean, Christ, you know, as an ex-nurse who, while I was nursing, was smoking and taking drugs and doing all the things yeah. that you shouldn't be doing, and saying people, well, you know, smoking is really bad for you. As the director of an ageing research centre, who knew, who knows empirically that the activity that shortens your lifespan and speeds up the aging process faster than anything is smoking still smokes and in fact smokes more than i ever have for example there are clear cognitive dissonances that i will you know claim to have not kind of mrs adhd levels of eco friendliness but i'll you know claim that i think it's important but will you know I, i have no idea if the money my if my pension schemes in is invested in uh carbon carbon fuel in oil companies i've never checked i've never kind of bothered i I don't often kind of make the effort to justify the very self-righteous beliefs i sometimes express to people and i think part of that would be you know a cognitive dissonance if i say or genuinely believe that this is right and this is the acceptable thing to do but don't do it or don't even attempt to do it or don't really put the effort into think about it i'm just saying what i think is right or maybe what people want to hear and i think 
I really need to go away and, and think about this, particularly about the, the thought thought side of it, as opposed to the thought action, because I realize I've got some dissonance there, but the thought thought side of it, I need to go in and have a think. It's definitely something that I think you're right. I do have a lot of it, but teasing that out from just general self-loathing, et cetera, low self-esteem, I think it's difficult for me. Yeah. at par. Like, that, yeah. When you were saying that as well, the number of times after you'd done some programme on TV and people used to come to me and say, oh, now I know James won't, won't agree with this because I'm drinking a fizzy drink or I'm eating this. And I'm like, James does not fucking do any of the things he tells you to do on TV. That's just not him. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah he lives self- on apple cider vinegar and turmeric. Doesn't <laughs> <he>? <laughs> yeah. Um, the low self-esteem thing, actually, I was going to say, because in the past, I have done things that actually I don't even fucking enjoy doing because I want to appear like a normal person or want people to think that I'm, I'm like them because I've got such low self-esteem. So sometimes yeah. I'll go along with things and do things that fucking painful and don't even enjoy because, yeah, so that. But yes, well, what you, you were saying as well. You, you mean this podcast, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what you were saying as well about the environment, obviously I'm a vegan. I really try hard for the environment. But like yesterday, the other day, I was buying something off Amazon and thinking, you know, I should really find an alternative. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's so convenient. And then fucking hating myself because I did that. And the same with, you know, the environment. And yet we'll go on holiday on a plane. And I know it's shit for the environment. But yeah. And then you end up hating yourself. And I guess that's what you're saying. And I was saying to Alex in the break that, God, yeah, I think I've got loads of these, but I can't remember them. I (laughs) I always say that I'm full of contradictions, but I can't remember what any of those contradictions are now. And he was saying, I could tell you what some of them are. And they gave me a list of why I'm so shit. No, he didn't really. But he was saying, you know, you know. It's laminated on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) You know that you should self-care. You know that you should take a break and not take too much on. That's the advice you give to other people, but you don't do yourself. So Mm. even though though I think I'm shit and I don't deserve a break, I know cognitively that I should do that because that's what I would tell other people to do. Mm. Yes. So I think I get it now. What about you, Alex? I know. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so I don't have a belief system, like any belief systems. Oh. I, I've been challenged on this before. I don't believe anything. I don't think there is a single thing I actually believe to be fact. Like nothing. So and, and that has always helped me. It, it makes me feel a lot. It's, a, it's really powerful. I think it's part of the psychopath thing. Nothing. I think I know like how the universe is, science, religion, none of it. I don't think there's any belief system. It could all go, it could all be different. And what I have known is within the confines of, of my, you know, human life, any time I break, it's I've broken because I'm I'm not working within my ADHD frame, ADHD framework, and I'm not working within my own personal values. That's when I break. It's what stress is to me. As soon as I'm living in a way that I know isn't right for me, I, I just break pretty quickly pathetic like a very much like a james dean cool figure <laughs> um any doing even doing things i'm good at that are bad for me i'll, I'll break um when we started this podcast james and i said let's make each other laugh and record it and then if no one listens we've won because we've laughed for an hour and we and that's why we brought you in isn't it well, I, I, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I laugh afterwards at James' shirt and hair combination. <laughs> we still do that now, and I value it more than anything. I think I do. The, the fact that people like it, sometimes I find really difficult. We used to joke and still do. We're really helping people, and I never wanted that. Partly because it's true, because the fear of RSD and the, the kind of if, if my job was I want to help people, that's not mm. going to work. I'm not a saviour type, and, and I don't work that way. I, I can't deal with it. And so podcast works because it's what I want to do within my values. And I think that people see that, that, that sort of, we're authentic. And and mm. if I'm not authentic at work, if I'm doing jobs for companies as a consultant, that I, oh, I don't like this, I get really upset and hurt inside. And what I do though, which is really helpful, is I lash out at my wife instead yeah, of just dealing good. with the problem. <laughs> Save that for top yeah. tips though, Al. Yeah, yeah, not physically. No, she's German. She'd absolutely batter me. Um, so yeah, that's this, this is tough for me. This one because it's yeah the thing I find the most difficult. Uh, yeah, I guess. I think that, that, that listen that that in itself, and again, this is where I think my confusion or the overlap. I don't know which it is about the way in which we all have that. Even you, Alex, you, you, I, we, everyone knows you come across as having confidence and don't they just and, and, know that. and, and inside it's it's the fuck it, it's you're just not inside. You've got all that fragility no. that we've all got, and that, that thing, yeah, that exact thing of when we started this and we did like we we did it wasn't a joke. We had twelve listeners for you know for months. We were delighted, weren't we? Exactly, and it was like, it almost amazing. it reduces the pressure though, doesn't it? Yeah. Nobody's it, listening. It does. But when we when we when when we met um, Deborah, for example, as we said last week, you bumped into in I think it was Sainsbury's, wasn't it? When yes. we met her, and and when we meet people at the, the little talks, and and when we did the live podcast events, and when you know when when Alex has has gone to conferences and and met people yeah. and they've known him from the podcast, I don't think people actually know some people do, but many people don't understand the. The it's not cringe, but almost the the pain when someone says, you know, you've helped us so much and this mm-hmm. has helped. And we obviously kind of know we have, but we also cannot accept the the the, the possibility that something we're doing is helping people. It's such a, yeah. a weird duality to weird. have in your head. So yeah, I, I find that fascinating. Anyway, you've got time you for a game, to Al. Stop yourself from insulting people, don't you? Yeah, you have to. You have to like accept that they're not. Saying, oh, don't be stupid. Oh, as if I've helped you. If it, like... Yeah, you fucking idiot for feeling help. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I... you know, you know, Murph Steve from Discord. She yeah. tweeted me the other day to say, uh, no, she sent me a DM that said, um, "I'm going to have to give you a compliment, but you can tell me to get in the sea with it because." I, and she, it was very funny. I, I, I've learned to say thank you because the fact that it yeah. means something to them is yeah. a fact. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it feels like they like... This is when James first met me. He spent a lot of time... Because I would just, obviously, just... I just say whatever in my head. And I would bat off every compliment and and almost put them down for it as if to say, don't be so fucking stupid. What's wrong with you? And James was like, you just have to say thank you and you can disregard it in your brain. So now I always just say, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, I'd like to no, just point out that you yeah. game are you deed then, Sam? Did I? Just Sorry, just as I was saying, oh, and Alex, you. so oh, we have no time for it. it. No, we have. Alex went with it. I noticed very quickly by engaging <laughs> in a full, a full conversation 
about that fact rather than it just saying about cognitive dissonance. Come on, then, no, play your fucking game. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, you're 12 10 up. I'm not happy about this. I don't yeah. think the game is very good this week, but sometimes when the game's not very good, you don't get it right. So I've got a bit of hope. It's never very good. Shut up, Alex. Right. As you, I think you know part of this story, Al, but you know that we, we recently went, uh, visited. Leeds was it? I don't know. We visited somewhere up north, and we went in the electric car. The Is new it blue. My little talk. It, yeah, your your talks aren't little, son. No, your they're amazing are, and massive, exactly. son. Impactful. The talk. You put yourself there's one. Down. There's been one, and there will yeah, be one. one. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway, we went up in the in the new blue, awful blue, horrid, vomit blue electric car that I impulsively bought in blue because I couldn't wait eight weeks for another colour. Yeah, it does. And we had some charging issues with it. It's the first time we've done a long journey. I really wanted to do a longer journey because that's why we got a newer car. And the charging didn't go well, partly because Mrs. ADHD may not have charged it after using it for two days. Don't pull that face. After using it for two days beforehand, she hadn't charged it before we set off. Doesn't sound right. And I checked the mileage and I thought, okay, we've definitely got enough to get there and then some. And I paid like a little bit for something called BP Pulse so you can find charging points and we'll we'll charge it when we get there. Yeah, I know. Didn't go well, obviously. And I ended up with, I think, 14 miles left in the car, frantically driving around Leeds, trying to find a charger. And then it didn't go well. So what was it about when I actually got to a charging point that I could use that didn't go well? Was it A... That when trying to pay for it, because it's just a tap and swipe thing that you, that you use a fob that you've got um, that comes with that service. Was I using my payment card instead of the fob? Okay. And then sunlight wouldn't work. Was it two that I'd gone to entirely the wrong type of charger and it would have taken almost 24 hours to charge my car up because they come at different wattages or watt hours, 550, 135. Mm. or was it that I swiped my fob sat in the car and then didn't realize for half an hour that it wasn't actually charging so Uh, interesting interesting interesting. right then I don't think it's different wattages because you can't do numbers either (laughs) I don't think it's the 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 fob card payment because you use Transylvanian shekels from 300 years ago. So I think you sat there and it wasn't actually charging because you hadn't checked. Ah, uh, <laughs> what's happened, James? What's happened? Oh, 1310. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'd, we'd, we'd actually, on the way up, and this had caused a lot of distress for Mrs. ADHD, we'd tried to stop at three garages that had chargers and every time it would just wouldn't take the payment and we were like we're getting a bit frantic because the miles were going down faster and then found a garage that was close to the to the, the apartment drove there plugged it in accepted everything tapped it sat in the car and hadn't noticed it it said like 10 seconds later payment declined and i was sat in the car because i was doing some stuff on my laptop thinking i'll use this time to work and it's a fast charge and then went out and it still said like payment declined try again half an hour Oh, the car makes a fucking noise when you charge it. The dash of the car says charging when you charge it. And I was sat there like, not noticing any of those things. 1310. Devastating. Mm-hmm. Devastating. We've learned a lot of boring information about your electric car. So <laughs> we have, we have, yeah. It's lose, lose it away. It is. It is. But not for you because you won on that. Yay. Um, I feel like I lost. On that, on that devastating note, we'll take a break and we'll be back in part 
three. See you in a bit. Bye. No. The fuck is somebody Welcome back speak? to episode 114 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we are setting Sam up to interrupt us on purpose because it amuses us. We're talking about ADHD and cognitive dissonance, which is thinking things that are kind of against your beliefs or values or doing things that are against your beliefs or values. As always, top tips, top tips for cognitive dissonance. That's always... Uh, Sam, got any top tips coming to yeah. I'm fairly certain you're annoyed that you, you put it in and you haven't written anything. <laughs> tips? Um, I, I think just, you know, you've got a neurological condition. Go easy on yourself if you don't do things the way you think you should or, um, hang on, what else has James written? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm really it's fucking annoyed. I'm the only one that's written something yeah. down and... She has said something better immediately. <laughs> that isn't what you wrote. I know, but this is what I fucking... It's all up here. <laughs> yeah, it's emotional acceptance, blah, 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 isn't it? It is. You know, yeah, what's the is. fucking point in, in beating yourself up after you've done it and you can't control your brain? That's the fucking point. If we could, we'd all be fine, wouldn't we? And we're not fine. No. I had other things. I'm sure I had loads to say, but I've forgotten them now. James? Yeah. Yeah, James. Um, I mean, these are going to be shit. I think actually I've got right back into the vogue of doing really bad top tips. Although you two challenged that last week and said it wasn't shit, but let's face it, it probably was. It's all relative, isn't it? It is, exactly. Listen, beliefs and actions aren't always going to um, match each other because it's sometimes really hard. For example, if if you are in a disadvantaged position, you might really believe in animal welfare and want to live a vegan lifestyle or you might want to buy if you if you if you're not a vegetarian or a vegan you might want to to buy kind of organic and uh meat products where the animals have had better welfare but if you can't afford it then you can't follow that that belief with your actions so sometimes you have to you know take that into account and accept that we don't all have the the luxury and the this the status and the ability sometimes that for our actions to match our beliefs so sometimes it's just something you can't do so as mrs adhd annoyingly said you know forgiving yourself and accepting that that in an ideal world that's something you would do is probably a, a healthy way to to approach that and when it's thoughts about yourself and again this comes back to my kind of whether it's confusion or crossover between cognitive dissonance and just thinking that you shit I think Alex may have mentioned this about thoughts are just thoughts, but you know, challenge your beliefs because often our thoughts are our beliefs. Our thoughts about ourselves are beliefs; they're not just thoughts. We are, we firmly believe to the point of knowing in rabbit ears, Al, that these truths about ourselves are set in stone, even if there's objective evidence that those beliefs aren't true, and just gently start to challenge them. So, you know, if you're the kind of person that, that you know, genuinely thinks, um, you know, as a university professor for that year, thick and useless, or as somebody that runs a company that you're, 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 you're rubbish and don't have any organisational skills, you, you wouldn't, you know, you, I'm sure if somebody said to you, well, how did you get to that position? Because it's very difficult to do that. If you are that useless, you probably make up an excuse like, well, like I would do well, I failed upwards. Yeah, I was in the right place at the right time. It was lucky, yeah. but it's far healthier to just start to gently challenge those beliefs you've got. 
which don't align with that things that you know to be true yeah just gently... and advise yourself the way you'd advise a friend yeah that's such good advice that's it yeah she sorry. derailed your top tips though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's done. No, no, no. Good. It, it is it is what the psychologists say. Kind of I should yeah. put it in the psychoeducation. Treat, yeah. But try and be if if you had a boss, Sam, for example, or Jay, both, if you had a boss that treated yeah. you the way you treat yourselves, they'd be fired. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so if I, I'm not sure which episode it was, but Sam it's talked about Sam, <laughs> Sam talked about future Sam, or I think Sam told everybody about future Sam. Maybe, yeah. maybe in my talk, it's in bit, my talk. Yeah, your big Sam, oh. Sam's big talk because she yeah. does big ones and I do little ones. Talk. And she doesn't, you know, she genuinely doesn't like to talk about it. And I obviously fucking joke that I don't. Um, <laughs> Sam talked about something that happened to us when we were we were at a festival. We were not in the best condition. Let's put it that way. Mm. And our t- and our tent needed to be cleaned and packed away because I was um, examining a PhD at nine o'clock the following morning, 150 miles away from the festival. So as I'm we were sorry. going back to the tent at one in the morning, um, and we were like, "Oh God, about you know, we've to go got back to... out into the festival." Yeah, <laughs> and, and and we were going, "Oh God, we've got to tidy the tent." Sam said, "Yeah, but that's a problem for future Simon James." And actually, that's become an approach sometimes for doing good things. Obviously, that was doing a really bad thing for future Sam and James. It was yeah. saying, you're going to have to those guys. Yeah. But actually, sometimes now Sam can do stuff for future Sam, Ding. which allows her to be... Which allows her to be kinder to her. So actually, that, that considering yourself as a different person when it comes to challenging your beliefs, that's one way in which you do it is is, is future Sam. And yeah, and, and I can Sam. comfort myself by thinking that I'm somebody else. So I will I will be like, Shh, it's okay, it's all right, everything's beginning. As if I'm almost like a little child. So thinking yeah. of myself as somebody else really help, works for me. And as I said in the talk, I can't, I mean, how stupid am I that my brain can trick itself into believing that it is a different, like it's mental to me, but I, I can, I can trick my own yeah. brain. I, anyway. I also think, I also think that, that you should, particularly again, when it comes to those beliefs about yourself, is consider other perspectives because, People, you know, people will often say to you if you're wearing a really awful shirt and you ask them, they'll often say, this is something that Mrs. ADHD can't say. They'll often say, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks nice. But that that's often for things that are on the surface. Most people, most people probably do offer considered opinions about you and say things that, you know, they genuinely believe to be true. And we just, just we discount them immediately. Well, you would say that, but actually, no, they wouldn't say that most yeah, of the time. They're positive. They wouldn't say exactly. it. So consider other perspectives if they challenge thoughts and beliefs that you have that that are dissonant to what you you do or what you think about yourself and then the last thing I wrote down which I love because it's got fuck all to do with cognitive dissonance because I didn't know what it was at the start of writing my bit nice. was Alex always thinks he's right till I prove him wrong and I don't really know why I put that no or what that means <laughs> or why you read yeah. it out I'm no, I'm glad you read it out. We have to, don't we? It's funny. Yeah, I, I've been told often that my opinions sound like facts, but I think that's grown up as a working class man. You're sort of empowered with this thing of your voice matters, even though it shouldn't and doesn't and isn't right. Really? That's what I men grew up are as a working class man, and I don't feel that way. <laughs> Close. That's true, yeah. Uh, who well, hasn't gone? Do... I don't know. Who Alex hasn't, hasn't gone. Alex. I haven't gone. Right. Um, it's there's tips for depends what your thing is what your reason is if your reason for doing something that's against what you want to do is an addiction or habit 
firstly forgiveness of course you know everyone knows my issues with um substance use disorder and uh we haven't talked gambling but uh, i don't do that i don't gamble beauty games anything really that i found absolute time suck i needed forgiveness but i also needed to change it and that is only possible if you've got adhd within an adhd framework i've said that before as well which means other people's <laughs> i wrote down the 12 steps of alcoholics anonymous the other day and and fundamentally disagreed with the approach of 11.99999 of them <laughs> because they don't work for me that all the things they just don't work that i do the opposite to to be and i'm a sober person and so it, it requires me, you're not just ADHD framework, but your own. So if it's an addiction, it's different. Similarly, if it's forced compliance, it's different as well. You have to eat and have, you need to pay your mortgage and you've got to eat. So if you're at work and they're making you do something that you don't want to do, that is, you know, that's maybe legal, but that's not within your values. It, it's okay to forgive yourself for not going, ah, oh, goddamn quit and I'm going to live under a bridge. You know, your kids have got to eat or you've got to eat. It's, that also requires Unless forgiveness. You're like someone that tortures people or something. Or... <laughs> what's, what's wrong with what? Uh, sorry, <laughs> Wait, unrelated to cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Right. Someone that tortures people. <laughs> yeah, it's if you're someone that you know, yeah, hard tickles. And the other one is more doable, which is if it's something you can control that's a cognitive dissonance. So you're kind of choosing to do things that you don't really want to do or don't value. That's, that's where James and Sam's techniques are fundamental here because it's, it's about um, changing the thoughts and changing the actions, maybe write down. What I would say for the, the one thing is that when we get stressed with ADHD, we suddenly can't remember what our values are or our strengths or what we want or who the hell we are. So write them down when you're peaceful somewhere. On, I have them on my phone, what I will do and what I won't. And if somebody asks me to do something, I always say, if it's now, it's no. If you That's need me point. to answer you right now, it's always going to be no. If I'm allowed to go away and think about it and get back to you tomorrow, it'll, it, might be, it might be a yes. Ding. You've just given Sam a great way to, to, to get out of me prodding her in the back on a, fr on a Friday or Saturday morning Ding. trying to get her to it. If it's now, it's no. Yeah. Uh, it's Is a, that a Canadian voice ring if you're just <laughs> Disen Disengaging with it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, that was actually useful, Alex, again. Um, and that was episode 140 of the ADHD Adults podcast, ADHD and Cognitive Distance. I'm laughing because... What have you Googled? Chat GPT. So, obviously, I'm struggling now to find things to say at the end of this. So, I was putting lots of stuff into Chat GPT, and we'll talk about this on Thursday because it came back with some really, really funny stuff about the podcast. Not on purpose, though, right? No, no. So this, this just doesn't work, but I'm getting desperate. So, if by a miracle you enjoyed this episode, why not support the charity on the link provided? Because otherwise, Alex will have to carry on standing in for Garfield's eyeball every second Thursday. Help me, I'm struggling with these. Garfield's eyeball. Did you tell it that was a round thing, or did no, you decide I asked, that? Was... I asked, I asked for, for, for balloon shaped things that are in cartoons, and it came up with Garfield's eyeball. <laughs> it is, it's, that also sounds like a definite sex euphemism. Oh, god, I was. I guess you gave me a Garfield's, Garfield's eyeball, eyeball that way. <laughs> anyway, as usual, if you're still listening at this point, which probably not no, many of you. Right. And you want to get in touch, contact us on Discord, Discord, on the socials at the ADHD Adults, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, all. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon, Claxon.